Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates Daily Podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I am so honored to have this opportunity to share my heart with you. What I want to talk to you about today is called the glory of establishment. And and what has kind of brought this around to me um, really is to understand the importance of of the the responsibility that you and I have uh, to be able to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. Um, What reminded me of this is several months ago I had a significant dream, and it wasn't necessarily the dream itself that was significant, but it was the revelation that succeeded the dream um, that has completely changed the direction of my pursuit. And what I want to encourage you with today is just to remind you that it's important that you and I allow corrections to be made along the way in our journey in life. Who, Who you and I are created to be is much greater than what we can currently see. So let me tell you about this dream. Uh, My wife and I own 15 or 16 acres. It's not 15 or 16. It's a a weird percentage uh, in between those two numbers. Uh, Here in Alabama, in the middle part of Alabama where Becky's uh, family lives, and um, and so I had a dream that we were out on that property, and as we came to the property line, uh, we looked out, and there was this huge field. And please don't take this as like we're moving or anything like that. We are <laughs> are rooted here in Mobile. This is home for us. Um, but as we looked out over across this field, it was one of those picture perfect moments of of the the field with the wheat uh, that is blowing in the wind, and it's like you know these golden rods beautiful blue sky. And in this field was absolutely amazing. Um, and then I heard the voice of Yahweh speak to me that said, go ahead, buy the field. And so I didn't get to explore the field. We were in like a little side-by-side. We had all the boys and our daughter with us. Um, and so we were just out there having fun, right? Well, coming full circle, uh, we just got back from visiting her family, and um, and me and the boys and Emmy uh, all went on a little nature walk uh, out in the woods. And, and let me just tell you um, how much fun it is to just get out and go for a walk. Um, we don't necessarily have things like that here in Mobile. It's not a huge city, um, but we don't have a lot of... of opportunity uh, to just go exploring through the woods, kind of like I did uh, when I was a kid. And so it did, in fact, remind me of this because the boys had so much fun running around. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we played hide-and-go-seek at one of the uh, the feeding plots uh, for the deer that we hunt on up there. And, uh, and the boys, you know, we knew that nobody was up there hunting, so it was safe. The boys wanted to play hide-and-seek, and so uh, they, you know, ran off and hid in the woods, and Easy and I counted, and Emmy, um, I was holding her the whole time, and and so we went out to find the boys. The first time they stayed really close by where we were counting, like probably within maybe 50 yards uh, of the tree that I counted from. Well, then they got a little more adventurous the longer we played, and they were deep in the woods uh, to the point to where I had walked pretty far uh, from where we were counting and still couldn't find them. So I hollered for them, and they hollered back, and they said, we are survivors. And I was like, what in the world? And so we uh, we walked down this path, and Eli and Eber are sitting on the side of the road, like under this huge pile of leaves. They had wiped mud on their faces. 
<laughs> now, keep in mind that Eli is wearing a Santa hat because it's close to Christmas here. <laughs> and uh, and we are, you know, that's why we were up there visiting your family for the holidays. But, um, but he still had the mud to help camouflage himself to where I wouldn't be able to find him. But I was reminded about how important it is uh, just to be out and be free and be wild. I said, uh, guys, do you feel like men? And they said, yes, sir, we do. But I think we need to play about five more games of hide-and-seek. And I said, you don't want to play five more games of hide-and-seek because that's not going to satisfy that desire. It's actually going to make you love it more and want to play a hundred more games of hide-and-seek. And, you know, whenever you say things like that, there's always an opportunity for the Father to speak to you, and it reminded me of what it's like in His presence. Um, I think it was... um Carl recently shared about uh, the invitation of mystery uh, here on on Wisdom's Echo. And whenever the Father invites us into that that mystery, it doesn't satisfy the desire to be able to understand the mysteries of who He is. It actually creates more desire and more passion for us to want to know Him more, and He desires to reveal Himself more. So, Getting back on this thing, land is a big deal. Uh, I know it's not readily available, and I've got some friends that uh, own a big uh, real estate group that that they uh, you know they sell huge plots of land, hundreds and thousands of acres, and they said they're not making any more of it. You know, once it's developed, uh, the purpose is is reset there, but. Um, Yeah, so this thing about land, go ahead, buy the field, uh, was what I heard in my dream. And obviously, it reminds me of the parable found in Matthew chapter 13, says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that's hidden in a field, which a man found and he hid it, and for joy over it, also says, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. So here, Yeshua is speaking in parables to describe the kingdom of heaven, this time he compares the kingdom of heaven to the treasure that is found hidden in a field. But what is fascinating to me is it says the man who finds the treasure, he doesn't simply take the treasure. Instead, he hides it himself. He leaves it there. He sells everything that he has, and he buys the field in order to get the treasure that it contains. Now, one reason I believe that Yeshua speaks in parables here is because of the intentional placement of his audience. In the next chapter, he feeds 5,000. He never shares his secrets to the masses. He only did that for the ones who were faithful to be with him. It it wasn't because he had a a shortage of people um, that it wasn't, you know, released to the multitudes. It It was because of the intentional placement of those who decided to join themselves to him. When you and I intentionally place ourselves within the presence of Yahweh, and we allow ourselves to be in relation and in communion with Him, that is when He desires to share His heart. So, First, I want to talk to you about um, what was hidden and what was found. Now, finding this, this was, it was common, I guess, in this era, in this period of time to hide money or other belongings in the ground. Banks, as we think of them in the modern world, they simply didn't exist. Poverty and political turmoil made everyone vulnerable to having their possessions stolen or taken by those in power. There was really no such thing as ownership. 
um, so to speak. It was the 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 ones who were in power owned what they desired. So it would have been much more common then compared to now for a stash of valuables to be left in the ground because like if the previous landowner had died without letting anyone know that they were there, they had become property of whoever came into ownership or possession of that field. So Yeshua uses this idea to describe the kingdom of heaven, but it's not just about having the ability to recognize treasure. And I think that's where most Christians get lost. That's where most business people get lost, is having the opportunity or the ability, so to speak, to recognize treasure is a big deal. But what are we supposed to do when we find it. Like, we're not just supposed to take the treasure. Um, I was sharing this recently, and something came out of my spirit and said that if you take the treasure, you will be blessed. But if you buy the field, your generation, your legacy will have the opportunity to be blessed. It's that we have to think about why does Yahweh call us to be owners? And it's not for the blessing or the building of our own kingdom. It's it's about the opportunity that we have to establish something greater than us, that Yahweh can breathe into, that He can put his hand upon and he can bless. So what I also uh, think is probably the most incredible statement in this entire passage of scripture is that it says that the man was filled with joy for joy over it or in his joy he goes and sells all that he has. Now now most people would not be excited about losing everything that they have, right? Um, Because because it means that you have to start over. It means that, you know, there's there's nothing for you to fall back on. There's no safety net. In his joy, I see a complete expression of trust in what he had found. And this is a huge deal uh, because oftentimes when people find something of value, uh, they want to be able to receive of the value or the treasure um, that may be associated with what they find. But here, he thought that it was an incredible opportunity to sell everything that he had in order uh, to, to own to come into ownership or to possess. So the posture of your heart is extremely important while in the process between finding and possessing. Oftentimes, I'm incapable of possessing the value of what is available because I get too distracted by the cost of selling what we have. Um, it is it is amazing to, to go back and look at things that Yahweh has presented, opportunities that He's presented to me. And, and I keep falling back. I've probably shared this countless times um, on the podcast, so I hope I don't sound like a broken record. But I want to remind you that you cannot simultaneously 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 carry lack and abundance at the same time those two things are so far apart from one another that you have to release one in order to possess the other now it's up to you and I to decide what we're going to let loose of and what we are going to possess but here this guy sold and released everything that he was in possession of because the treasure was so great that he was able to recognize now 
possessing. By, by rights, this accidentally discovered treasure would belong to the owner of the land. During this time, there were local laws and customs um, that seemed to suggest that so long as the treasure remained buried, it was part of the field. But if it was removed from the earth, it was the property of whoever owned the land. So in other words, this treasure could not simply be taken because that would be considered theft. You would be in possession of something that you didn't own. However, if the field owner sold the land, he would also be selling any buried valuables. So the new owner would be legally free to dig up and take all this treasure. The point is not de- detailing the the um, the property law, but it's Yeshua's message that the kingdom of heaven is worth trading for everything a person owns in order to come into possession of it. This brought on a new revelation to me about buying the field and ownership in relation to my trade. I know that it is an incredible opportunity to trade upon the trading floor into what Yahweh has for us. When we're in these conferences, um, it is incredible um, to see what Yahweh does with with what I'm able to trade in these conferences. But, But this is the reason why, because He is allowing us to come into possession or ownership of treasure that has been revealed into us the revelation that is shared and the revelation that is is um given for you and I to be able to possess. And so this is is a reminder and an encouragement that that we should posture our heart in a position of joy, uh, that we joyfully are able to sell what we have and receive and possess and own what Yahweh has prepared for us. These things will be hidden, and they're not going to be exposed to the common gaze. You have to intentionally place yourself and set yourself in relationship with Yahweh in order to be able to recognize it. But once we recognize it, what do we do with it? We've got to own it. We need to know this thing inside and out. We need to allow it to become a part of who we are, that we not just believe it, but we become the revelation and the revelatory word of Yahweh. So family, I thank you so much for your engagement with us. Thank you for joining in. Um, It's such an honor and a privilege to be a part of this program, and I look forward to the next time we have together.